Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. I am determined to be rich. The middle class is not for me. I need news that cares about me. And not news that's gonna scare me or make me mad at another people. I need news without politics. And I want news that will point me to the money. This is the news where it happens. The moments that change the world. These are the stories we need. The info that we care about. We only give you news that puts money in your pocket. And the news that gives us an advantage. This is the work that continues. Who we are today. And what we can become. Tomorrow. That's it. This is where news without agendas can lead us. Your wealth matters. This is why more perspectives make us stronger. And how our mission can inspire. Tomorrow. This is journalism that helps the world we live in. This is Mexit News. Right now. And there is a lot. We'll be in this chapter for two weeks. <clears throat> two weeks without doing. Oh, Renee can't take good notes. So some Renee needs someone to take some good notes. I will. 
auto-suggestion. That is what we're going to be talking about today. I won't do a recap because the auto-suggestion is probably the most important chapters in the beginning of Think and Grow Rich. So I won't do any auto-suggestion. We're going to go wide in our understanding today. Remember the teaching style. Wide, small, wide, small. So let's go with the general understanding of auto-suggestion. Which chapter is auto-suggestion in this book? Chapter four in this book, if you have the original, it may be chapter three. Okay, in chapter four in this book, if you have the audio, it is at one hour. No, I'm just joking. I'm not that good. Okay. But you should have your pretty good understanding here. Someone go forth with me and read me something that struck out to you in the auto-suggestion chapter. Remember, you should be reading every week. Let's go. Boom. Make it happen. Who is it? No thought, whether it is negative or positive, can enter the subconscious mind without the aid of the principle of auto-suggestion. All right. Read that one more time. Oh, look at them shades. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Tracy Ellis Ross shades. Yes. Okay. Read that one more time because that was powerful. And we need that to sit in people's auto-suggestion, pun intended. Go ahead, please. No thought, whether it is negative or positive, can enter the subconscious mind without the aid of the principle of auto-suggestion. All right, so I have a lot to say here. Shannon, give us some thoughts of why you picked this out. Because I'm a believer that your conscious mind can only do what's in your subconscious. And so when I read that, and it says that no thought can enter the subconscious without the aid of auto-suggestion, then auto-suggestion is the key to retraining your subconscious mind. Right. Absolutely correct. And we're going to have Shannon teach us how to retrain our subconscious mind here in a second. She teaches a class on that, something that she has mastered. So we are grateful there. No thought. No thought. Hold on real quick. You good? Okay. No thought can enter into your mind, which is the subconscious, excuse me, without the aid of auto-suggestion. Right there. Thank you. That is Spanish for it. Thank you. I want you to see three things there. Actually, someone that's not Shannon, tell me the three things that's in there that she just read. There's three things, and everyone misses it. Three things. Point them out. Okay, so you got thoughts, okay, but that's not the thing. Can enter what? All right, so you got your subconscious mind. Shannon gave you the second one, which was it? She said, I am a believer that your conscious mind. Okay, all right, so say that in your microphone coherently so everyone can catch it. So we got, oh, you can hear? All right, let's do it again. Your conscious mind can only do what your subconscious mind tells it to do. Good. Thank you very much. You might want to mute back and then test your Bluetooth just to make sure you could have been muted the whole time. So we'll test that. Okay, great. Subconscious, conscious mind. But what's missing? Here's what people say again. Positive and negative. That's what someone said. 
Okay, Brian said the same thing. Edward D's telling me, stop with the suspense and tell it, man. Tell it. Okay, who wants to go out there? What's missing? And I am afraid that people miss this all the time. Your auto suggestion. Napoleon Hill separates your subconscious from your auto suggestion. Everybody write that down. Now, I'm telling you right now, your auto-suggestion is separate from your subconscious. It is part of the subconscious, but separate, okay? I am telling you that your auto-suggestion is separate from your subconscious, but is part of the subconscious mind, okay? Everybody got it? Shannon, do me a favor, read that for me again. Now, everyone, I want you to listen this time through the lens of its three different things. Go ahead, Shannon. No thought, whether it is negative or positive, can enter the subconscious mind without the aid of the principle of auto-suggestion. All right, was it clear that time to everybody? No thought, positive or negative, doesn't matter. No thought. Actually, that's called an appositional phrase. It is it's actually an adjectival phrase, okay? It's an adjectival phrase. No thought, comma, positive or negative. So let's just take, because that positive or negative doesn't need to be in the sentence. So let's make this sentence more clear. No thought can enter the subconscious mind without the aid of auto-suggestion. Does everybody understand it now? We're, we're, who who doesn't who needs me to repeat that? Okay, everybody has it. Who doesn't get you? I can't even move forward until we till we all come as one collective and realize there's a conscious, an auto suggestion, and a subconscious for this illustration. You can say conscious, subconscious, superconscious, right? You can do all these things, but we'll do that later. Right now. And the text that Shannon read in our hearing, and the text that Shannon read in our hearing, the text was, no thought can enter the subconscious mind without the aid of auto-suggestion. This tells you that auto-suggestion has a role. Someone who is not Shannon, because she read, what's the role of auto-suggestion? The, okay, the gate, the explain more of what gatekeeper means. If I'm the gatekeeper, I have control to either let you in or keep you out. All right. So, it's fair to say that your sub, excuse me, your auto suggestion is keeping thoughts in or keeping thoughts out. It, it just is, I'm taking your, this is what you just said. You get it? Is everybody by showing of nodding of hands, hands, nodding of heads, or okay, Gladys got she not she nodded her hand for me. Thank you for saving me. I accidentally said that, but thank you very much for saving me. Okay, by raising your emoji hands or something, do you get? I know this is actually this isn't boring. This is I'm clearing the path for you. No thought 
can enter your subconscious mind, which Shannon accurately said runs your conscious mind. So let's say this in a different way and a bit plainer. You can't do anything consciously unless your auto-suggestion tells your subconscious to let you do it. Everybody get me? Now, and what D is asking is auto-suggestion your belief systems. Yes, plus more. The better question is, do your belief system <laughs> live in your auto-suggestion? Did everybody see what I just said? The better question is, where are your beliefs held? If you know your conscious mind is only being powered by the subconscious mind, but Shannon already alluded to the subconscious mind is just obedient, then where are your belief systems actually held? Right. So let's, let's, let, me, let me draw some lines here. This is a vocal class, okay? Edward is being vocal in the wildness of her text and the emoji she used. All of you, unless you are committing murder and killing someone off camera, and that should be none of you, go ahead and start talking. This class is designed not for me to draw the dots, but for you to draw the dots and for you to connect them. Does me no good for me to give you the answers no good for me to give you the answers because that's not going to help you. You must connect your own dots and find your own answers. Because in life, you're only going to get what your auto-suggestion has told your subconscious to let you have. Okay. So to answer your question, you are asking where do your beliefs come from? So I believe that my beliefs come from my auto-suggestion and they're in my subconscious. That's right. Now, we can okay. go further about saying where beliefs come from. Your beliefs come from other people. I can assure you that. And you let oh, yes. other people, you let other people whom you love, love comes with emotion, correct? And you let their thoughts, and you put emotion around their thoughts, give you belief in your auto-suggestion, and then that, that auto-suggestion then runs and dictates your future self. This is why people like me would tell you your thoughts are not your own. And if you're not living your dreams, you're living someone else's thoughts. Somebody can should write that down. Can you just give an example with a specific item or something specific? And how that Most, certainly. How, what the Most certainly. Tempest wants me to repeat what I just said, so I'll repeat what I just said. And then I'll, I'll give you a thing, your, your example. Your Shucks, I forgot what I said. Yeah, it was somebody said what I just said. It it was if you're not living your dreams, you're living someone else's thoughts. If you're not, oh, there you go. You're living someone else's thoughts. That is so accurate, ladies and gentlemen. Because the only people who live their dreams have divorced themselves from other people's thoughts. The only people living their dreams are people who have divorced themselves from other people's thoughts. That's it. That's it. Now, let's give an example real quick. Auto-suggestion. Your subconscious is your 
is your mind, your super mind. Biblically, uh, your renewed mind. It is what is connected to source you. Biblically, what is connected to your Holy Spirit? Okay, I'm just, I'm just trying to give different schools of thought so everyone can feel at ease with the terminology because we quibble over terminology when everyone's saying the same thing. So I just want to give you, I'm trying to give you peace and ease with your terminology, okay? Here's an example. I walk up to Shannon. I slap Shannon right now. Just slap her. Just do it. Shannon is going to react to me with the thoughts she have in her auto suggestion. Me too. Get it? All that learned behavior she has, well, you know what? I'm going to turn the other cheek. And, um, you know, I'm going to want to pray about it or I'm going to resolve the issue. You know, we got some learned, you know, they tell us, Gladys, my grandmother used to tell us, come here, Grace, come get on camera for me. <coughs> my grandmother used to tell me this. It got on my last nerves. My grandmother used to say, boy, if I hit you, it's not a fight. It's not a fight until you hit me back, hit me back. That's when it becomes a fight. So you more wrong by starting a fight because you hit me back. Right. That's what my grandmother used to say. Got on my last nerves, but she was accurate. Okay, you see, she was. I hated it. I hated it because, boy, let me tell you, I was about swinging these fists every chance that I got. Uh, yeah, I'm just telling you. I was, you know, I, you, I couldn't have a door without a hole in it. I can't tell you how many times I had to plaster doors and stuff because I'd have punched something in. I, you know, I, I wasn't happy unless I was fighting. But my grandmother taught me, don't, don't, don't defend yourself. Because when you do, you're proving God can't fight your back. That's, that's what she taught me. Okay, that's what she taught me. That this is real lessons. I'm too, I'm too young to come up with such wisdom like that, okay? That's a real lesson from the 75-year-old woman. You know, may, may she continue to sleep well with her ancestors, okay? But, but, but honestly, that, that's, that's, you understand. I'm too young to think like that. that. Exactly. That's a learned behavior, right? But if you walked up and slapped me, I'm not going to listen to what my grandmother said. My instincts are going to come out. I'm going to slap you back. Without thinking, without being able to react, I'm hitting you right back. Because in my auto-suggestion, I have told myself, I'm going to treat you like you're going to treat me. Is somebody getting this example? I can read things go rich all day long. I can read the Bible. I can read the Quran. I can go, I can go be a peace officer and, and serve my city. All those work me and let them tell me what not to do. But when it's gonna come out. Here's another way. I got here's a pinky tip. Am I there? Am I there? Am I there? Okay, good, good. Thank you for telling me I break it up. 
Here's another example. Stomp your pinky toe on the side of the bed. You know, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. That pain that don't come till you look down at it, and then you go, ah. Come on, I, I, I wish I had some real folk in here. That's fancy. Okay, you are okay. I mean, some folk that really just stuff they pinky toe. You ain't now, said no ah. You said some curse words. Okay, that's where I was going. Whatever you put in your auto suggestion, it's gonna come out. Get cut off in traffic, pastor. Whatever's in your order suggested, that's what's coming out. I have a joke that I tell amongst Christians. You can tell how Christian someone is by the time they get behind the wheel. The real them comes out. That's right. That's right. Okay. I did not go home with them. You really don't see that. <laughs> I want you to understand that whatever you put into your order suggestion is the only way that's what's going to go in your subconscious. And that's how you're going to behave. Some of you, Gladys Knight, that's a Gladys Knight chief. Aretha Franklin just passed. Aretha Franklin saw, I don't know why I said that, I would kill Gladys too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I apologize. I apologize. I apologize, Gladys. This is recorded for all to see. I apologize. I apologize. It's killing too many superstars. All right. Aretha Franklin saw her counterparts being messed over with their money. So she, this just came out, said, you're going to pay me $25,000 cash up front and write the remainder of the check. She put in her other suggestion, you're not going to play with my money. Okay, does that make sense? All right. In her mind, you wasn't going to play with my money. That meant if I got into a situation in which I felt like you was playing with my money, I'm now going to behave like my auto-suggestion has told my subconscious to behave. I'll give you one more example. That, that, was, that was a good one. One more example. Let me see. Me and, uh, me and Anthony Lee. I know I can say I'm picking on I'm picking on nobody, but me and Anthony are in a relationship. I want to pick on I want to say a guy, right? We're in an intimate relationship. Okay, we are same-sex intimate relationship guys. Okay, and Brian Johnson treated me poorly. Well, what I've told in my auto suggestion is never going to happen again. Now, the moment Anthony Lee reminds me of how Brian Johnson treated me, my auto-suggestion is going to make me treat Anthony Lee like I wanted to treat Brian Johnson. If that ain't plain, I don't know what else to tell you. I'm going to make Anthony pay Brian's taxes because what my auto-suggestion told me to do. That's what happens in 99.9% .9 of relationships. You, you're absolutely right. That's what happened in 99.9% .9 relationships. Our auto-suggestion has our, our reality that says we're in a new relationship. Our auto-suggestion says, no, we're not. we in the same relationship, just with a new person. All right. You got a question? We're going to get Ebony first. Okay. Brian wrote a question. We'll get Ebony first, and we'll read Brian's question. Go ahead, Ebony. So do you basically... As you go on in life and things happen, what you 
say to yourself with conviction is what is your auto suggestion? Sure, because the conviction sticks it into what it the conviction places it in your auto suggestion, and then your auto suggestion says, Hey, we believe in this, so put it in the subconscious. So can auto suggestion be just trauma? You say just trauma? Yeah. It doesn't have to just be trauma. It can be trauma. Auto-suggestion can also be abundance. Uh, oh. Yeah, it works. So let's take out that adjective. I took out the adjectival phrase. Let's put it back in. No thought positive or negative, or in this case, no thought abundance or trauma can enter into the subconscious without the aid of the auto-suggestion. I would like to explain all of you auto-suggestion this way. This is how I explain it to my team. This is how now I explain it to you. Auto-suggestion is the six inches from ear to ear that separate your conscious from your subconscious. This is the way I explain it to my team. You can have, if I, and I did, did I say this way, your subconscious is connected to source you, which is connected to the creative source or God, whichever one you're comfortable with. And there is no poverty with God. God has never asked you for money because he needed $20, okay? God has never tripped out about a recession. Neither did he ever put a time limit on your prosperity. You wrote on your paper, it's gonna take me five years to get this done. Then the creative source said, well, yeah, okay, yeah, it's going to take five years. No problem. God doesn't put time on time. He is time. I'm just trying to get you to understand this. You don't have to. All right? Now watch this here. You have your conscious, and then you have your subconscious, and there's this thin layer of auto-suggestion. That's, it is, remember that? Stop. In the name of Lord, before. Oh, okay, I went too far. Okay, you remember, you remember that, there, right? Okay, your auto suggestion says, "Stop." Do we accept this? All right, we accept it. You can go, ladies and gentlemen. Most of you do not have prosperity in your auto suggestion. Your subconscious manifests anything that is in it. And the reason why you do not have prosperity is because it is absent, absent in your auto-suggestion. I'll say that again. Your conscious mind reads, thinking grow rich, and all its valuable principles. Then your subconscious mind says, I want what's in thinking grow rich. And your auto-suggestion says, nah, <laughs> we're not going to do that. <laughs> That's not what we believe. We, we, Black folk don't make money like that. Come on. I'm, in fact, let me make this real personal for you. I'm too old to be a millionaire. Come on. I'm going to make it real personal now. I don't speak like him. I can't do a class like this. My parents weren't married happily. I'm not going to be in a happy marriage. I wasn't a happy child. I can't be a good parent. All that. It's auto-suggestion. That's not subconscious. That's auto-suggestion, and since you believe that, then your, then your auto-suggestion says, okay, subconscious, we believe this, so this is what we accept. I'll give you another example. 
You don't want to run. Five o'clock in the morning, you get up. While you're laying, before you even get up, your auto suggestion is very loud, isn't it? Come on, I wish I had somebody. I, okay, Gladys is like, man, I tried this morning, and I was like, it's raining outside. I'm like, going, come on now, come on. How many of you woke up to work out, and your auto suggestion, before you were totally conscious, before you opened up your eyes, your auto suggestion said, nah, lay down. Just go ahead and lay down. Go ahead and go back to sleep. Five more minutes. You can work out tomorrow. That's all the suggestion. And the other suggestion say, all right, subconscious, this is what we do. This is how we believe. So go ahead and keep me laying down. All right, then you're going to lay down. You see it? Now, watch how you reverse it. I'm going to get up anyway. Mel, Robinson, Mel Robbins has a five-second rule. Five, four, three, two, one. She just launches up. And you get up. <clears throat> now that you're getting up, you still don't want to run. Yeah, yes, yes. That's how she overrides her. Let me, let me expire on that day so that broken light bulb in your head. Five, four, three, two, one, let me get up. Now you overrode your auto-suggestion. You say, auto-suggestion, I know this is how we normally, normally behave, but we're not doing that no more. But you still have to run yet. You get dressed and you go run. And the moment you run, Carol, your knees start hurting. You go, you know what, I'm going to go sit that down. And you say, nope, we're going to keep running. And Jerome, your left knee start hurting. Ooh, you say, you know what? I'm going to keep on running. Shannon, you say, you know what? I'm going to run some more. And your subconscious say, fine. If you don't run, we're going to keep you in a running loop. And it sends endorphins to your body to get rid of that pain in your knee. That was as practical as practicality gets. Did that make sense to everybody? That was very practical. That's not how you. Yes, go ahead. Um, my question was: is basically you were talking about momentum? Is that correct? That's most certainly momentum. But what is momentum? When an object is in motion, it stays in motion. All right, then Newton's first law of motion in reverse. When the object at rest, an unbalanced force. When the object is at rest, an unbalanced force exercise. Messed up. An object at rest will remain at rest until an unbalanced force acts upon it. In, in inverse, anything in motion will stay in motion as long as the unbalanced, unbalanced forces continue pushing. So what is momentum? Momentum is energy pushed by energy, pushed by more energy until the energy against it can't stop it. Okay. Is that the momentum? Okay. I, is that the same momentum as Abraham talked about? Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. I might... I might as well have Abraham and them in my head right now, and I should start talking. We we are very happy with you right now. <laughs> we, we, are, we are pleased. We are very pleased with you. We are we are delighted to have this conversation. Right? <laughs> Get it? All right. Let's recap because, ladies and gentlemen, the next two weeks are the two weeks that you are going to want to have. Your auto suggestion is six inches. Just, just, there is a conscious, subconscious, and your auto suggestion is the gatekeeper, like Grace says, that says, wait a minute, this may not align with our beliefs. Let's check it. And your auto-suggestion will say, we've checked this, we don't like this, do not go in our subconscious. And for many of you, you have rejected prosperity 
because only poverty lives in your auto suggestion. Don't worry, I clap myself. I know just I just said me. something. I had to sit down. <laughs> in your auto suggestion, there only lies poverty. And every time I say something like, you can do it, I was just say, wait a minute, you can do it, don't jive with us. We gonna do what we always been doing and we ain't doing nothing. Auto-suggestion. Antonio T. Smith Jr. says you're going to be a millionaire. Auto-suggestion says, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm from Studiewood, Houston, Texas. We don't, you know, I'm third world in Houston, Texas. We don't, ain't no millionaires that look like my color in my area. So we reject that. I cannot tell you all enough how much I had to Fight for, listen to my words, my fight was in the positive for prosperity and what America, what I knew I could obtain in America. Because the American narrative for a black man who was adopted late in life, homeless, until adopted and then went off to the army with no such thing as prosperity. You're going to be in the army for 20 years and you're going to sell these drugs. Which one you want? America told me, the narrative for me was black folk don't make that kind of money unless you dribble or throw a football. And that got in my auto suggestion. You, are, are you processing what I'm saying? So every time I hit a certain dollar amount, my auto suggestion said, wait a minute, this is all you get. And I would sabotage any dollar after it. How many of you right now have been making the same money for 13 years? Because your auto suggestion says, hey, don't you do nothing else? That ain't what we do. What you thought this was? That's not our belief system. Our belief system is poverty. And all we're going to do is what we believe in. And your subconscious says, auto-suggestion, we good with that? Yep. All right, let me grab that. Now let me manifest what you just gave me, auto-suggestion. Thus, going back <coughs> to what Shannon said, no thought, positive or negative, can enter into the manifestation power part of the mind without the aid of the auto-suggestion. Those are facts. This is why your affirmations don't work for you. This is why they don't work. You've been affirming, I am great. I am beautiful. I am powerful. Money comes easily and frequently to me. Oh, come on, we, we read the same books. I know what you're talking about. I am happy for my bills. I am grateful. I am so happy and grateful that I am happy for this pencil. I am, come on now, we read the same books. You know, I, I'm quoting these books now. And the reason they ain't working for you is because your auto suggestion says, nah. Okay, so I have a question then. Go ahead. <laughs> Isn't that the way that you 
change or change the subconscious or your auto-suggestion by so-called self-talk or talking to yourself every day. All those wonderful things you're just saying. <laughs> no, I was like, man, am I not supposed to do it? Yes, it is the way that you do it, but you got to believe in it. And your auto-suggestion won't let you believe in it. But we have a practical way in which we retrain the, the subconscious that we're going to teach you right now. I'm dribbling the ball, Shannon Alley-Oop to you. Three-step process. Here it is. Hello, everyone. So for a more in-depth version of what I'm about to run down for you in about three minutes, there is a course available. But you have to retrain your subconscious mind. Um, like Tony said, everything you believe has come from someone else unless you have learned how to create your own belief. And it's very hard to create your own beliefs if you don't retrain your subconscious. If, and it, I understand it so much more now with this new, um, with this review of auto-suggestion, but it's a three-step process. First, you have to evaluate the story that you tell yourself and others. You take the belief, whatever it is, what is the story behind this belief? I guarantee you it's going to go back to Big Mama, Pop, Uncle Duck, whoever when you ask yourself that, that's what is the story that you tell yourself and others? And then you have to look at your limiting beliefs. What are the limitations surrounding this belief? Where, where did it begin? Where did it end? And what are its limits? And then you have to check yourself because when you check the story that you tell, tell yourself and others, and when you look at your limiting belief, immediately fear is going to drop in. And you're going to fear being judged and you're going to fear the consequences that come along with changing what you believe. I learned this the most by challenging what I believed about my religion. And so when it came to the fear of consequences and fear of judgment, that was the most difficult step for me. So those are the three. You have to look at the story that you tell yourself and others about what you believe. Look at your limiting beliefs. And then you have to check yourself when it comes to the fear of consequences and judgments. And like I said, there's a whole course on it. We could go round for round. We can talk about this for, for hours, really, if you're really intrigued, as intrigued by it as I am. But those are the three things. Of course, if you need more explanation, you can reach out to Tony or myself or anybody on the team. But that's the one, two, three. Boom. Let's start the check. Now, <laughs> let's go back to affirmations, Gladys. I am so happy and grateful that money comes easily and frequently to me. Your subconscious or your auto-suggestion said, number one, does this match the story I tell myself and others? Your auto-suggestion says, nope, money does not come easily and frequent to me because I'm broke. And I'm pissed. And I got to go clocking this job I hate. That affirmation goes out the window. All right, let's do it again. I am so happy and grateful that money comes easily and frequently to me. Number one, your auto-suggestion says, does this match the story I tell myself and others? You know what? I've done good. It does match. And I do feel good. I've been telling myself. I've been telling others. I have not planned a bad seed. And then it goes to number two. But you know what? Women have to work twice as hard to get what men get equally. 
Auto suggestion says, nope, affirmation, go out the window. Because the limiting belief that you had was the universe is so amazing unless you were a woman. Let's, let's take it to me. I am so happy and grateful Antonio T. Smith Jr. The money comes easily and frequently to me. Yeah, I believe that. But black men in America, I can't. Uh, auto suggestion says, well, stay at 925 an hour. Because my limiting belief said, I uh, froze. All right, am I back? All right. My limiting belief says, you know what? Since you think you can't be black and have it, there you go. Out the window. Watch this one here. Same, same money issue. Same, same money issue. This is what happened. Thank you, Jerome. This is what happened to me. I'm only telling you what happened to me. I am so happy and grateful that money comes easily and frequently to me. Oh, that matches the story I tell my seven others. Good job, Tony. Oh, I don't have any limited beliefs by that no more. But then those fear of consequences, you know what? They told me I better not forget where I came from. And if I get this money, I'm I'm really, I'm talking to my people right now. I'm, I'm, I'm right now. This is a this is totally a black conversation right now. Okay. If I get this money, I'm going to have to have the responsibility of bringing everybody out. And now that auto suggestion says, well, don't get no conflict. So throw it out the window. Because I'm so afraid of what my people are going to think about me when I do it. I know people, couples, who are scared to go live their dreams because their spouse doesn't want them becoming better than they are. They believe it in the story they tell themselves and others. They believe it with their limiting beliefs, but then they look across the table with whom they eat and sleep with and know for sure, if I do it, I'm going to get a divorce if I do. So what does that affirmation do? Ah, out of suggestion, let's get that out of here. Let's stay in our situation. Let's stay in poverty because poverty is less painful than prosperity in this case. Is everyone processing that? So you're right, Gladys. You, you affirmed all day long until you, I got you, I'm going to come back. You, you affirm all day long until you get it, until you get it. But you got to run it past the story you tell yourself and others, your limited beliefs, your fear of consequences of what's going to happen to you or how people are going to judge you or how you judge others if it's going to happen. Right. I, one more thing, we're coming back to Gladys so she can respond. This is going to hurt half of you. Half of you believe that if you get everything that you desire and the dollar amount, you've let your righteousness keep you in poverty. Because you have told yourself that if you get it, you take from others. Right now, half of you, and I promise you it's half. I've coached tens of Yes. Am I back? All right. Some of you right now, and I promise you, I promise you that it's half of you. Some of you are so afraid to get what you deserve. Because if you do, you're going to take from other people around you. You've let your righteousness keep you in poverty. 
Phil Sorrentino said yesterday from Neil Donald Walsh, was it yesterday? Did we have a training call yesterday? Okay. Said yesterday that, uh, what does God say, I believe? I think it's the name of the book. What God said. Number one, we're all connected. It's only one of us. Right? We're all connected. Since we're all connected, number two means there's more than enough. There is enough. I can, if I can make $50 billion right now and never take a single blessing from either one of y'all. On one hand, you believe what's for me is for me. On the other hand, you believe if I get it, I took from you. You'll see God's got a blessing with my name on it and then get mad at me for me getting my blessing thinking you behind. You can't hold both of those. You can't get mad at other people for being blessed because you're not. Last thing I say, get ready, Gladys. Gladys, <clears throat> I want you to change your dialogue. The next time y'all see somebody in a car that's too much, don't say, that's too much. I would never do that. Guess what? That is a limiting belief and a judgment, and you just forfeited a dream. They don't need that big old house. That's too much. Why he need all that money? Come on, you only need a couple of million, a couple of hundred thousand. You don't need $50 trillion. Why Apple got all that money? Don't need all that. Every time you do that, you say, dream, get away from me. Get away from me. I don't want it. Don't want it. Limited beliefs, judgments, fear if I get it, they're going to talk about me. I, get away from me. Every single time, that's what you're going to do. Here's how you reverse that. The next time you see somebody driving a car who don't go to church like you, who don't ain't loyal like you, who change men as much as they change draws, or change women as much as they change draws, you know the talk, y'all talk in church and stuff, all that stuff, every time you see somebody like that, say, I am so happy and grateful that they are living in their abundance. I, too, am living in mine. And that matches one, two, and three. Go ahead, Gladys. I'll let you respond. I think you can answer it um, about the affirmations. Not so much that they don't work, but that you have to become emotionally attached to them, one. And you have to continuously, continuously kind of um, give yourself that self-talk. And the other thing is not just self-talk, like you just mentioned, in your day, daily conversations, because you can say affirmations all day long, but when you're having conversations with coworkers and friends and whomever, and you're basically going against the affirmations, then they obviously wouldn't work. So you, you, um, you addressed it. I appreciate you. That's spot on and a good recap. That means you set that into your auto-suggestion. What you do with it now it's going to determine how much power of emotion you have behind it. Let me help you with that. Abraham Hicks wrote a book called The Power of Emotions. I would strongly suggest that you get that book and meditate upon it both day and night. I can't help myself. I cried out. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. The power of emotion, is that what you said? Yes, the power of emotions. Okay. He heard my cry. Power of what? Jerry Hicks. By Jerry Hicks. I'm sorry. Jerry Hicks. Okay, I got two questions first, and I'm going to get to Anthony Lee. You said there was two questions posted, if you don't mind. 
<coughs> reading them in your microphone. Can you Okay. Question one, does your character come from your auto-suggestion? This is a bit yes and no. Neurologically, your character is a, is, okay, so you have neurons, everyone, you have neurons. And when a bunch of neurons come together over time and they constantly stay together, and they constantly trigger together, and they constantly behave together, and they constantly send the electrical, electro, electronic signals together, and they're constantly in harmony with one another together, they become a neural network. And the neural network is powerful. This is why practice makes perfect, or Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hour rule, you're building a powerful neural network. It's an information highway you may have heard it in layman's terms. An information highway. Your character is a really strong information highway. Your personality is the strongest of information highways and you've been developing it since you were born and the other half of it is you were born with it in the womb. This is that whole argument nature versus nature versus nurture. You were born with a personality and then life gave you another personality. And through your personalities, your auto-suggestion is most certainly in your character. Even if you learn behaviors, personality and character are similar, they're not the same thing, but your character will flow through your personality. It will flow. Antonio. It, it just will flow, okay? It just will flow. You can reverse any character because character is just thoughts on top of thoughts on top of thoughts. And anything that you can think, you can unthink by thinking an opposite thought. JP chimed in. Okay, go ahead, JP. You, you just started touching it. I was going to ask you to expound a little bit how that's a thought becomes several thoughts, becomes a mindset. And that mindset, how it can literally change your DNA and the structure of your brain and your cells, which can contribute to your character. But it all begins with the thought. Absolutely, absolutely. It all begins with a thought. And let's see real quick. I have basically a thought becomes a belief then your beliefs become a character then your character becomes a life and your life becomes a destiny but you can reverse your destiny your thoughts your beliefs your whatever by simply unthinking it but how do you unthink it you don't put energy in the bad thought, and by bad, I mean the thought that does not serve you. You put energy in a thought that does serve you. Okay. okay I, I have a, a, a belief in my belief system now from some things. I want to run this out there and get your feedback. Go ahead. So, so you have your auto-suggestion, which is acting like a tool. 
I mean, it's a wrench, it's a plier, it's a faucet, it's a knob, whatever you want to call it, it's a powerful change agent. So the conscious mind can only hold about four or five thoughts at a time. So if you want to get rid of that negative thought or bad thought or self-defeating thought, however we're labeling it, toxic thought is what I call it, you bring that thought up, become aware of it, bring it up to your conscious, make it one of your four or five thoughts that you're aware of you have. Then when you do that affirmation with faith and energy and emotion attached to it, you, to me, I'm just saying to me, and I could be wrong now, you have to match your new thought to what thought you're replacing it with. You've got to match it to that negative thought or it's going to stay there for your auto-suggestion to keep bringing back to you until you let your subconscious know, okay, thought, you're being replaced. You no longer have a home here. you got to go. This is what I'm replacing you with. Okay, that's fantastic. You were about 90% right, so good job, because that's hard to even get that far. Two things you brought up. I want to go back to the five things that a human brain can Five thoughts the human brain can hold on to. Truth is, y'all can hold on to. I mean, excuse me, you can have many thoughts. You can, with loyalty, with emotion, on average, hold up to five thoughts that are emotionally charged or are beliefs. I'll repeat it. Don't worry about it. You can have 50 million thoughts. Some of, I've been talking right now. Some of y'all have thought about the TV, the beans on the oven, your Facebook page, just that. You have thought about everything. Way more than five thoughts. But with emotion, this, these are your creational thoughts. Thoughts plus emotions equal creation. Okay? With emotion, the average human being holds on to about five things. I need someone to take really good notes for Shannon because she's driving, and I need someone to take good notes for Renee because she asked for that at the beginning as well. Okay? Five thoughts. I'll give it to you this way. You ever met someone, this is what psychologists say. You ever met someone that as soon as they got a boyfriend, they stopped being your friend? Or as soon as they got a girlfriend, they stopped being your friend? Because here's what happened. I'm going to hold on my hand, right? Watch this here. Emotionally, they love their family. Boom. That's family. Number one, one's family. But they got four things they can hold on to now. Family includes kids and stuff. Or if they grew up in a different environment, Family means family, kids are two different things. Since I'm not cool with my mama, that's not my family. So now I got two kids. So now that's one, two. You get it? That's how that works. Okay? Now watch this here. Let's go back to one. Then I go to church every Sunday. Boom. I hold on to church. I got three left now. I'm back in school. Two left. Okay? You get it? Three, three is school. Give, give me some give me something else that you oh my job right come on come on my source of income that's four and then let's see oh my hobby i love to play bowling i love to play basketball that's my hobby now watch this here oh he cute she's cute okay well i did my friends with my hobby that's the only time i really went out with my friends was when we went out to the club and we went out drinking or we went to the bowling or we went to church or whatever. Some of y'all only have friends because of church, only have friends because of hobby. You don't really hang out with friends 
you hang out with friends because of the environment that you're in and you know it. Now you get a mate. Uh-oh, only got five. Well, I gotta let one of these go. Can't let my job go. I ain't letting church go because I love the Lord or whatever it is, right? I'm not letting that go. But that hobby, all my hobbies are with her now. Okay, so that's the understanding there. When she brought up the human mind, people can hold five thoughts. She's drawing it from that. Okay, that's your thoughts with loyalty, with great loyalty, with lots of emotion. Now, let's get to the meat of what she was talking about, and I loved it. She was saying, hold on, I, hold on, I almost lost track of thought. PJ, what was the last thing you said? It was so good. I can say it was 90% true. The reversal. So, so say, say the last part again. She said, does anybody remember the last thing she said? It was really good. Okay, I had to get unmuted. Okay. Um, I, I, okay, I think it's something like, when I was talking about the whole the four or five thoughts, I was kind of referring to, to when you're in the process. Well, yeah, but I, I didn't worry about that. The thing that was at the end, the, the second thing you said, it was so powerful that you were, you were I, right there. I, I said something like, okay, your, your auto response is a tool, okay? And when you decide you want to change a mindset or a particular thought, because you want to bring in this oh, new got thought. It. I got it, got it. Okay, thank you, thank you. She said nice. you got to match it with that negativity. You gotta, if you have the negative thought, you got to match that same energy with the positive thought. She's right, but you got to do more, ladies and gentlemen. You can't match it. Let me explain. I'm pushing a heavy boulder up a hill. Pushing it. Ugh. I have to hit that boulder with more energy than the mass of the boulder and the force of gravity against me. If I hit the boulder with the equal amount of mass against me, the boulder won't move. When I hit the boulder with the equal amount of mass against me, plus the equal amount that gravity has made the mass be, the boulder won't move. I have to hit the boulder with the same force that's against me, plus more, twice as much, to move it a little bit. Yes. And, and Antonio, okay. while mm -hmm. you're there, while you're there, do you believe, okay, while we're there, that it takes, with that massive force coming against that negative thought, a minimum of 21 days to reverse that thought? Oh sure, yeah, I, I would I would believe that so greatly because it's backed up by I mean you can take which school of thought you want you want science you want psychology neurology you're absolutely correct it takes twenty one days for sure probably longer than that because some of our negative beliefs we've been doing for thirty seven years and it takes some of them way more than twenty one days to get across. Well, what I read recently was 21 days initially and then two cycles of the 21 days. Oh, there you go. There you go. Because 21 days, it becomes a habit. Right. Here's what you're doing neurologically in 21 days. You're, once you do something, it becomes a neuron. But if you never use it again, the neuron fades away and it, it goes. It goes okay. into your brain and it, it withers. If you don't use it, you lose it. After 21 days, you create a neural network. 
but the neural network is not strong enough to last. Right. You must continue two more cycles, as you said. Or you can literally take Malcolm Gladwell's rule and do 10,000 hours of this new habit. Then you're a master at it. That okay. neural network is so strong, it's as strong as your personality, so it becomes your personality and you can never lose it. Okay. All right, good. Now, no problem. Let me, I give my team this water. And hey, Secret to Success listeners, Deanna here. Thank you all so much for joining us. Well, today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. See, NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Now, how many of you can use some additional information so you can make smarter decisions with your money? It's okay. I'll be the first to raise my hand. Because ner the nerds have helped me get smarter about things like saving on travel. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night, maybe a, you know, a small shopping spree or a fancy dinner or two. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Also, boosting my credit score, since good credit is like a real-life cheat code, seriously, like a real-life cheat code, and then saving for an emergency fund because... Life is like a good movie. It just loves a good plot twist. So listen to Merrick Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Analogy. If I if 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 Carol gave me, let's say, actually let's say me and Jerome, me and Jerome and Danny, okay? Here we go. I gotta pick it all my guys. I'm making all my guys. That's all right. <laughs> me and Jerome are dating. And me and Jerome, I'm going to talk about all y'all relationships right now. Okay, me and Jerome are dating. But our whole relationship is a big pile of muddy water. Five-gallon bucket, or if you're, you know, five-liter bucket of water. But it's muddy. We don't even talk at home. Oh, we don't talk? Oh, no. Nah. Oh, no. Nah. We don't talk. As a matter of fact, only time we talk is when somebody calls each other phone and we talk to them on the phone. Ring, hey, what's going on, man? You know, all right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> key, key, key. Do all that laughing and stuff for 30 minutes. <laughs> as soon as we hang up, I'm right back mad again. On the phone with no, with no muddy water there, but now that I hang up, I got to be back to the reality of my little muddy water. Ugh. Here he is. Make me sick. And then here I am. Oh, you just gonna talk to them. So you you're not gonna speak to me, but you're gonna speak to them on the phone? Oh, to break your phone in half. Okay. I'm just trying to make this as real as possible for you. Okay, you got it? It's, some of us can relate to this. I mean, let me tell you. All right, okay. Now, if I want to repair my relationship with Jerome, I can't force Jerome to change. It don't work like that. Jerome's not gonna change. Here's what I must do, ladies and gentlemen. A five-gallon bucket, I have to get a glass of water, pure water, and have to pour in that bucket. Now, watch this here. Did I make that muddy water clean? Nope. Not at all. <coughs> and here's what y'all do. See, I tried. I tried. I, you see that good thing I did? I put I put all that good thing in there? I tried it. This is why I don't like you. All that stuff you go, right? This, this is it. Because I did the right thing and you still, you still muddy. Of course you still muddy. 
because the gallon bucket of water cannot be cleaned with one glass. So I get smart. I say, you know what? I tried a glass. Let me go get a gallon too. So I take one gallon and I put it into five gallons. Now it's overflowing and the muddy water comes out. But after it's done, does all the muddy water come out? No. It's still muddy water, ain't it? Now watch this here. So I'm smart now. I say, Jerome, baby, I love you. Okay? Okay, okay I love you, Jerome. You, I love you, honey. I love you. I'm going to keep trying. I'm smart. I go get 10 gallons of water on top of the one gallon and the cup I put in it. And I let it go overflow all in the living room. Two things just happened. I'm now frustrated because I done did all this work. 10 gallons in this water. It ain't as muddy as it used to be, but it still ain't clean. And how dare you let me do all this and you still ain't pure. That's problem number one. Problem number two, I got to deal with the mud all over the floor now. I wish I had somebody. I, I wish I had somebody, right? <laughs> See, so now I'm looking at the wall and I'm going, well, you straight, but look, look at all this. And this is when I go, remember this? Remember, go look at this. This is what you did to me, right? <laughs> this is what you did. Look, at, we got to take up the whole carpet now. Now I got to pay $7,500 to get rid of the carpet and put a new one in there. Now I'm mad. But if I stay and pour 10 more gallons of water in there, now Jerome ain't so muddy no more. Well, not Jerome, but the relationship with me and Jerome. It's not as clean as I would. It's not drinkable clean or potable is what we'll say. It's not potable, but I can deal with that. I had to pour 20 gallons of water into a five-gallon bucket of mud just to say, now I can deal with Jerome. Do you see that? That's how much positive energy you got to put on negative things. Whether you like that or not, that's how you do it. I can't hit him. I can't hit five gallons of muddy water with five gallons of muddy water. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's just absolutely <clears throat> not going to work. You have to hit it that much. Hopefully, that helps someone. Because when I deal with the, mu the muddy water, now I got to deal with the carpet. And all of us are guilty of going, see, remember when you made me do this? Be like, babe, can you let it go? I ain't letting it go. Because I remember. And you did Andre. Who is Andre? Who is this number? And all that stuff like that. You get it. You, 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 you get it. You, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> see, yeah. All right, so we get it now. All of that, ladies and gentlemen, every bit we I went eight minutes. <laughs> Shannon wants some bleach, she's gonna take this. <laughs> but now Jerome saw and all light scared for the bleach that I use all over. He's not even the same person no more. Right? <laughs> but what I want you all to understand is all of this has been auto suggestion. We have not talked about anything else but auto suggestion. In order for me to even pour. 20 gallons of water inside our relationship of five gallon water, I have to first appreciate Jerome. In my auto suggestion, I have to say, and after disappointment, remember the first one was a cup. I wanted to try. I wouldn't go all the way in, Jerome, because you know you be tripping. You understand what I'm saying? You hurt me, and you ain't have to do that the way you did it. And so I just wanted to test it first. And guess what? It didn't work. So you thought. 
it didn't work. The truth is it did work. More work was just needed. And that is when you have mastered auto-suggestion, when you can be disappointed and still come back to the same thing. I'm disappointed, but yet I still pull. Yet though he slayed me, I can't, I can't, I can't resist, I can't resist. <laughs> okay, here's another question. <laughs> <coughs> Next question. What is the difference between auto-suggestion, intuition, and discernment? And like, discernment is awareness. Cool. It's awareness. You, you can do that. You said auto-suggestion, auto intuition. intuition okay. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm right. Okay, I'm just going to let you know up front. I'm right. Okay, just let you know. The sermon is aware. It's just another word for awareness. Whether it be spiritual discernment, you just, you, in fact, only spiritual folk or religious folk use the word. I've never heard anyone not of religion use the word discernment. I've just never heard that before. That's just me personally, but I'm sure somebody in Web, who wrote Webster's Dictionary has used discernment in a regular sentence. Only in, <laughs> only in religious circles do we use the word discernment. That's just awareness. It is just, it's you saying something I'm connected to has made me aware of this. I have a feeling, right? My discernment says something's wrong with you. My awareness is bringing to my attention something's wrong. Intuition, oh, that's something different. That's source. Okay, now be careful here because you got to keep your bad auto-suggestion away from your good intuition. Okay, all right. Intuition is source you. Intuition is the ether. Carol was talking about the ether a couple of weeks ago. If you don't, okay. In, you have you, then the universe, or you, then the creative source, way up there, or whatever you want to say. Then there's this ether, just this powerful source of energy, everything that you can tap into as you touch the ether and have the power of the creative source. Got it? That's ether. In church, you'll say, Holy Spirit. You'll say, God up there, you're down here. But the spirit connects you to the creative source. Same, I'm, I'm trying to be as fair as possible, you know, to everyone who is, who is listening, so this can be palatable, you can taste it for, for yourself and, and not be offended by it. But you have it, ether, your intuition. Oh, that's ether. That's all oh, that there. You had intuition as a baby. Let me tell you something. One day, you got a. One day I was, one day I was in a bad mood, which is not often for me, but I had, air quotes, good reason, which I denied, there wasn't good reason, to be in a bad mood. And I walked around one of my children that was infants at the time, and I, I ladies and gentlemen, I promise you this, I walked in that bad mood, 
my baby woke up and started crying. Let me tell you something. The closest thing to being perfection on planet Earth, to being creative and creational source, is a baby. Grown-ups have not put their junk in these babies. This baby felt my bad mood. Woke up out of a good sleep and start crying in frustration because of my energy that it felt. And some of you had the same experiences, don't you? <laughs> yeah, it was. Some of you had the same experiences. My baby's intuition said, wait a minute. I'm in trouble. There's something in my atmosphere that is not vibrating at my frequency. And the only communication it can do was scream because something was wrong. That's intuition. Intuition is source you being connected. Intuition is simply, what does intuition do? It gives you a feeling, doesn't it? And that's the way source you communicates with you. The most powerful language known to man is feelings. It is something so untranslatable that you can translate it when you recognize the feelings. If I tell you what is mad, what's mad? You have a hard time explaining what mad is. You know what it feels like, don't you? If I say, all right, now everybody, for a hundred bucks, define love. You'd be like, man, I But you know what it feels like, don't you? Tempest says tacos. She loves tacos, okay? So she, <laughs> you can tell we from Texas and we got some good tacos down here. Let me tell you something, okay? Intuition is source you, creative you, source in you, guiding you, guiding you. Now you have to be careful because some of you have, well, all of you have good intuition. All of you. None of you have bad intuition. What you have is a bad auto-suggestion misinterpreting your intuition. Let that sit in. Okay, so the next obvious question Timothy asked was, how do you know the difference? Okay, <laughs> that you should always trust your feelings. Your interpretation of the feelings, you shouldn't always trust. If you have a bad auto-suggestion, you can't trust you. You can trust your feelings, but that's when you have to pause and ask yourself, how does this match the story I tell myself and others? How does this run across my limiting beliefs? And how does this make me fear or be in judgment of the consequences? You have to. It makes no sense that most of you have intuition and then act. That's not what the dude on the battlefield did. We talked about it last week, didn't we? a week, two weeks ago. He got on the battlefield, paused, burnt the ships, and said, no, we're going to go this way. You got to pause. The most powerful thing any of you can do in any relationship of any kind for anything is pause. If you lack the power of pause, you're going to constantly be in your feelings 
and your feelings are going to be guided by your auto suggestion. And if you haven't mastered the principles of Think and Grow Rich, your auto suggestion will guide you incorrectly every time because the only thing that it will do is what you train it to do. Someone wants me to repeat the question that you got to ask yourself. Number one, <clears throat> what's the story you tell yourself and others? I actually found this out by neuroscience, by the way. <clears throat> Number two, what are my limiting beliefs? Number three, what are my fears of consequences and what are my judgments? If you have not mastered your auto-suggestion, your intuition will guide you in the right place, but you won't listen to it. Your intuition is perfect. It needs no changing. I would never tell anyone here that source you needs to be changed. You're perfect as is. Perfect when you got here. As a matter of fact, all of y'all trying to grow up. No, you need to go back to being a baby. Stop trying to grow up. As a baby, you were perfect and knew everything. As a baby, you tried to conquer the world. I, I want you to think about this. For, let, me, let, me, let me think about this for a second. As a baby, you were so ignorant to fear of failure that you tried to walk 50 million times and failed everyone until you got it right. As an adult, you failed one time. This don't work. I'm not going to do this. I tried this coaching thing. This ain't working. I can't get no clients. As a baby, you'd have kept trying until you got it right. Thomas Edison was a baby and 10,000 times he failed. That's insane. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. All of you are trying to grow up and you don't need to. What you need to do is go back to being a baby. You've heard it before, haven't you? That unless you're like a child, or you can't come to me. That's somewhere in one of them great scriptures, ain't it? No scriptures. I've been saying one of them great texts. Excuse me, I look like it's good. But you get it, though. You have to. Your intuition is perfect. Your auto-suggestion is messing it up. Watch this here. Me and me and Phil. He's a humor consultant. Me and him are dating. I'm just dating all the guys today, okay? Me and Phil. I wish I could see his face right now. Okay. <laughs> me and Phil. We're dating. And I think Phil is talking behind my back. And you know what? I'm always right. And you know what Phil was talking behind my back about planning my birthday party? Now, here I did walk into the room, mystery field, because I was right that he was talking behind my back. Do you see the difference? I was, my intuition was right. He was talking behind my back in a positive way. My auto suggestion said, well, Brian did me wrong. Anthony did me wrong, so Phil's going to do me wrong, too. So let me hurt him before he hurt me. <laughs> I forgot about, oh, yeah, Jerome. Oh, Brian, Anthony, and Jerome did me wrong, so Phil must be doing me wrong. You get it? My, my intuition, my intuition was correct. My auto-suggestion made me believe the wrong thing about it. 
Oh, discernment, awareness, intuition, source you. Believe that. No one, is, no one is going to guide you better than your intuition. It's your compass. And don't ever let, and this is just me, don't ever let nobody tell you that you can't be your great guide because you are. You need a coach, a mentor to help you with your auto-suggestion and bring out things in your awareness that are not there. But it's your intuition that will guide you to the right coach. And it's your intuition that would take you further than your coach ever will. Did that help? Outstanding. Okay, any more questions? Anthony, go ahead. Anthony, you got a question. I know this is going to be good. No, it wasn't a question. It was, I believe, when we were talking about you was throwing away your prosperity because it was something that I believe I had spoken to you about. Like, for example, saying I want to be, I want to be prosperous. I want to prosper in life. And we was always taught, well, at least some of us, money is the root of all evil. But yet the people who talk and telling you this here was most mainly the broke people. You know, if you get too much money, it's going to change you. It's going to do this here. But once again, you, you want to be prosper. So like, for example, when I did my first sermon and they was trying to give me something, a love offering that is for, for a good job. And myself, the way I was taught, oh, no, no, that's okay. Because you know, the way I was taught, but yet I want to be prosperous. You know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't line up. That's right. And you can all, I'm glad you brought it up. You can always tell how y'all feel about money when somebody try to give it to you. Oh, you know what? Stop, stop. stop. I, I did this. Stop. No, no, I did this for the Lord. No. Well, you know stop. what? The Lord tried to bless you. Stop. <laughs> You can tell how y'all feel about money when somebody actually try to pay you. You can also tell right. how you feel about money when it's time to charge someone for your services. Mm -hmm. Ain't that uncomfortable for some of y'all? Tippers is like, not me, not no more. I've been, I've been over that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Let me tell you something. When I charge people for my, my services, I think I'm giving you a discount. I know I'm expensive. And I'm saying to myself, well, shoot, I could have charged you 100000 I got 100000 prices. Be glad it was 30 <laughs> Because you know, how much, you know how much energy I put in? You know how many books I read to serve you? The books that I paid to get this level of awareness cost more than what I'm charging you. So go ahead, read me your credit card double, four digits at a time, from left to right. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Andy, I think you was gonna say something else. <laughs> no, I, I was done. I was done. Thank you. Okay, good, good. Let me read a few quotes real quick. In this book, the, the newer book, page 70, <clears throat> nature has built us, I think you quoted this, sure did. Nature has built us that we have absolute control over material. Nature has built us, okay, you're God, okay? That's, that's what I was going to like walk you there, but let me just say that up front. Creative source has control over material. Since you're made in the image of creative source, guess what? You got control over material. Thank you kindly. Which reaches 
our subconscious mind through our five senses. Although this is not meant to be construed as a statement that we always exercise this control. In the great majority of instances, we do not exercise it, which explains why so many people go through life in poverty. I'll keep going. Next paragraph. Recall what has been said about the subconscious resembling a fertile garden spot in which weeds grow in abundance. If the seeds are more desirable than crops are not sown, are not sown there. Auto suggestion is the agency of control which an individual may voluntarily feed the subconscious mind through a creative nature. I'll give you a better explanation that comes from the Dean of Philosophy, Dean of Motivation, Earl Nightingale. The subconscious mind is obedient. It doesn't care if you plant corn or nightshade. It's going to grow what you plant in it. Nightshade is a poison. Put poison in your subconscious mind, there shall be poison in your reality. All right, let's keep going. Next page, 71. Remember, therefore, when reading aloud the statement of your desire, through which you are endeavoring to develop a money consciousness, that the mere reading of the words is, no, is of no consequence unless you mix emotion or feeling with your words. Gladys, that was for you. <laughs> answer the question, right? She's like, yep, yep, look at it, look at it. So there it is. Let's answer the question. You can, you can read affirmations all you want to. They're just words until you mix emotions. And Gladys hit the nail on the head because that is what she said herself. I'm going to read one more quote, and I'm going to let you all pick out some quotes. On page 73, the middle of the paragraph, actually, to start at the beginning of the paragraph, three, second paragraph, three words, do not wait. Forget the context. People who get what they desire do not wait to get it. Forget the content. You ain't never got to read this book in your life. Opportunity is not kind to the procrastinator, according to George S. Classen, Richest Man in Babylon. You stop waiting. It begs me to tell you that some of you are using prayer as procrastination. Can someone write that down for these people that need some notes, please? I would like to. <laughs> some of you are using prayer as procrastination. Allow me to explain. Ooh. Lord, in which I pray to, I'm so confused. I want to go to college, but I have this great job opportunity. I don't know which one to do. So I won't do either, and I shall pray to you. And I want to stay still until you give me the answer. Sound familiar, doesn't it? Ooh, I've got all these options. Let me not move in one. Let me pray about it. One of the fastest ways to kill something in a religious organization is to say, let me pray about it. Boop, it's dead, right there, dead in the water. Dead. Ladies and gentlemen, let me help you with your deity of choice. Whatever choice of deity you serve, by all means, I am glad you serve your deity. It makes you a better person. Let me explain to you something that your deity wants you to understand. Your God of choice is going to go with you whether you go to college or whether you go to that job opportunity. Oh, Lord have mercy. 
some of you understand that somebody told you I'll be with you always until the end of the age. That if you go left or you go right, I'm going with you. I'm going to help you go further. When you went to jail, your deity was with you. When you went to prosperity, your deity was with you. Why are you praying and not moving? I'm trying to make this make some sense for you. Why are you praying and not moving? If you happen to go in what you call the, air quotes, wrong direction, when you move, you can say, oh, I didn't like this, that, that, that. I need to go over here. And now you know. Now you're going to waste, waste, I'm putting that in air quotes too, two days, two months, two years in the wrong direction. You ain't never going to do that again. Now you can put all your energy in this direction. Am oh, I helping somebody? Sorry. Yeah, go ahead, whoever that was. Can, can I add something, Antonio? So this, what you just said made me think about, I was listening to T.D. Jakes. He was doing an interview, I think, on a weekend. It was an old taping, but I was just watching it on the weekend. And he was talking about how spiritual or Christian people, you know, they pray to God and they pray to God for tables. And like, God doesn't make tables. God made trees. He provided you the trees. Please. <laughs> and you yeah. get to decide what table you want to make, what size, what shape, you know, however. So while you're sitting there praying, God, give me a table. God, give me a table. God is like, I gave you the trees. Now it's up to you to make the tables and, you know, make the designs and so forth. So I thought that was really interesting. You know, <laughs> that is. Kind of given to them and handed them on a platter, but they don't want to get moving like how you said. That's right. That's right. Shannon just said in the comments, because folk don't want to move after they pray. FOD just asked the question, well, how do you move? I'm glad you asked, FOD. If all of you go back to the faith chapter, Napoleon here wrote this in a good order. The way you move is to believe you deserve to move. It's that simple. See, let me tell y'all why. See, I'm so practical. I love practicality because practicality doesn't tend to have so many emotions inside of it so I can move. I'm already emotional. I want to move where I can see, okay? The reason why people don't like simple answers is because you have convinced yourself that life is good to everybody but you. So when I give you a simple answer, you say, it can't be that simple because I don't have it. It has to be hard, because if it was easy, I would have it. No, it is easy. The reason you don't have it is because your other suggestion says it's hard. So you must be hard, and life must be hard for you, because you have manifested it in that manner. The way you move, ladies and gentlemen, is to believe you deserve to move and thou shalt move. That simple. The moment you, it's not that, I want to tell you, just move. But I get it. It's, well, if I move, this is going to happen. If I move, this is, the, and you know, I don't know how, but when you believe you deserve to move, you stop asking those other questions. When you believe you deserve what's on the other side of fear, you walk right through fear. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, because thou art with me. I be trying to help myself, Jerome, but it just it flow out of me sometimes. It, it flow out of me. Move, but you have to deserve. You have to have the faith 
to believe you deserve to move. That's how you move. And until you gain the faith to move, you never will. Moving is easy. If you move, your brain, your subconscious will keep you moving. If you move, your subconscious will send endorphins to your legs, muscles. If you get hit, if you get your arm chopped off, your subconscious is going to heal your arm and keep you moving with the rest of your limbs. If you break your leg, your subconscious is going to let you drag yourself. Your subconscious is going to keep you moving if you decide to move. The problem with moving is we haven't decided to move because we haven't convinced ourselves that we deserve to move like everybody else. Antonio. Yes, sir. I've been trying. I've been trying to be quiet, but I can't. Man, don't be quiet. Let me have it, man. <laughs> I can't help myself. Um, some of the folks know about my story when I worked with the kids in New York, um, and after seven years, came back to Baltimore, started working for an engineering firm, and when I initially started working there. I told my wife, I, I believe entrepreneurially, I can go out and sell some things. And she says, no, you need to go get a job. And I, I went and got a job and she was real happy. Um, but I had some entrepreneurial stuff that I was working with and then I became an author. And I became an author directly because of those kids because they said my poetry was good enough to be published. Well, it was, it was better than that. And I didn't know it at the time. And I did it part-time and I was working and as I was doing that, I always did well part-time. And finally, I came to the realization, Jerome, look at how much money you're making on the weekends part-time selling your stuff versus the money that you're making full-time working for somebody else. And I said, Jerome, if you work hard enough full-time at what you're doing part-time, you can make more money than you're making full-time. So I went to my boss and I said, boss, Thank you for everything you've done for me. Here's what I got to do. I got to go out here and do this full time. But because you helped me start, I'm going to give you six months to find a replacement and blah, 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 blah. And then I'll leave in six months. He said, thank you, Jerome. I really appreciate that. I went home to my wife and I repeated the same story to her that I repeated to my boss. But I didn't get the same response. <laughs> her answer to her answer was, you're going to do what? I says, I'm going to quit my job, and I'm going to go out and sell these books full time. And she says, no, you're not. I say, excuse me. She says, no, you're not. You got a full-time job, full-time benefits, 401K, and they match your 5%. You're going to work. I say, wait, wait a minute. Uh, we've been married over 30 years. Where did this come from? And I tell you, I said, honey, remember when I worked with those kids in New York? And she says, yeah. I says, honey, I told those kids, go to school, go to work, but always work yourself out of a job. Why? Because nobody's ever going to pay you what you're worth but you. I said, I now have an opportunity to live what I preached. If I don't do this, I'm a hypocrite. If I don't do this, I'm fake. If I don't do this, I'll die. And then I said these words, I'm not asking for your permission. I'm keeping you informed. Because I remember you said about using our kids and our families for not moving forward. And when I said that to her, she knew I was going to do this. Well, come to find out five months into that decision, the owner of the company came to me and said, Jerome, are you still leaving? I said, yes. He said, why don't you just stick around and only come in when we need you. The rest of the time, you can sell your books. 
and he showed me the contract. If I work three days a month, not a week, I get quality life. If I work five days a month, I made more money than I did as a full-time employer. And when my wife saw the contract, she went, and I said, honey, but I thought about what you said about your belief system and about the fear. And I said, if I don't do this, I'll die. I knew in my heart I could not let this opportunity go by or else everything I told those kids, everything that I believed was garbage. I gotta, if I got to fall flat on my face and fail, I got to do this. And what did the source do? It honored me. And I stepped into it. And, and I'm going to talk to you later because you did something to me last week that you, you know you did it. You did something to me last week. And I say, I got to talk to Antonio. This is crazy. But thank you. I just wanted to share that with the team. You got to No, do I'm glad you did that. I'm glad you did that because as you would talk. Oh, yeah, let's clap. Everybody's clapping for you. you can, hopefully you can see it. They're clapping for you. Thank you. I'm Shannon, unmute your mic. As he was talking, Source Me said Shannon and Tempest need to say something right here. Sure it is. So Shannon, you first, Tempest, you second. Well, all I want to say is <laughs> I am not asking for your permission. I am keeping you informed. Oh. And then I have some choice words I would like to say after that, but because I'm going to be politically correct in this class, I will not put my addendum on the end of that wonderful line Jerome read. Oh. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> really, I'm just reeling off of the energy of the class. I've been really going, ripping and running, just getting in the house, sitting down. I am, I'm really just, I was catching up on notes. And I was writing down Jerome Red's quote because I'm going to use it in a couple of my courses and in a couple of my videos. I'll give you credit as much as I can. But so don't hate me if the thought becomes mine eventually. No, I'm just joking. I'll always give you credit. That was profound. Jerome, you are an inspiration to, I can say, me personally, um, where I am in my personal development where I am in understanding the things that even me from a distance, I'm not as visible in the company as everyone else, but I'm present and I see you and I see things happening with you. And it's so amazing to watch when you're actually receptive and when you're open and when you are aware what can happen and what can transpire in your life. Um, Antonio, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm behind as far as energy in the class is concerned because I'm still on comments that were made while I was driving. Mm -hmm. I am going to throw it over to my sister friend because she thinks like I do and everything that she says, I agree with. So it's <laughs> time it to do it. <laughs> I was speaking so that she could gather herself because now she's going to speak for us. I will just say to him, yep. I will just say when it's time to move, it's time to move. When it's your time to burn your ship and someone said nothing can stop you, nothing can stop you. When source says, let's go, source ain't just throwing you out in the wind. Source has a plan for you. Source has a path for you. And if you believe that you deserve the path, if you believe that you deserve the abundance, if you believe that you deserve the light after the darkness that you have to go through, 
then you haven't made it in the state. What if Jerome stood, still stayed at his job five days a week? We wouldn't be on the call with him right now. We wouldn't hear his voice. We wouldn't know his story. We wouldn't hear his passion. But because he chose to move, because he chose to believe that he deserves to move, he's getting paid more with less time. And who is sitting on this call knowing that they should not be at their job, knowing that it's time to burn your ships, but because your auto suggestion says, I don't deserve it, you're not moving. It's time to move. We keep talking about burning ships, not on accident. It's not keep it doesn't keep popping up on, you know, no coincidence. I don't believe in that. If it's for you, if you have a burning desire down in your heart every time someone says, burn your ships. We have talked about this since day one. It's time to burn and it's time to move and it's time to win. <laughs> Thank you, Tempest. <laughs> You're welcome. Y'all heard us. <laughs> I, got, I got one more thing yes, to say. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Jerome. We'll go to you, Jerome, then we'll go to Jim. You did this. You did this to me last week, dude. <laughs> you it, 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 and 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 after I got off the call last week, I thought about this. Um even working part-time, um, there are days when a class will come up and they'll cancel it. And so I don't go in. But I'm at, but I'm here working on my dream i'm working on my books i'm working on my keynote so i'm getting this stuff done and 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 i said to myself and i thought about ats and i and i said i said this to my wife i says me and antonio need to talk and i said and she said yeah i said absolutely i says when i work for the company i may get a i may get a class and that helps pay the bills and it and, and may not but god's going to work out the bills anyway i'm not going to worry about that i said but here's what's interesting I'm using my spare time to work on my dream, even though Connor may take away a class. And I said to her, I say, but I says, but they're not helping me build my dream. And one of the things you said about your people last week, see, and you, you opened your mouth and you spoke it. One of the things that you said is, I make sure that everybody that comes on my team is that I help them with their dream. Okay. I said, no, he didn't. And then, and you planted that seed. And I said, Jerome, think about that. You're working for this company, even though it's part-time, and they're not helping you build your dream, but they're giving you time to build your dream, which is better than what you had. I say, it's ATS. If you come on board with ATS, not only are they going to help you build your dream, they're going to also compensate you. And I say, and you're not getting that where you're at. And I went, now, where did that come from? I say, Antonio, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Do you hear me? You ain't right, boy. Love you to death, man. Oh, that was that was powerful. I said, no, <laughs> no I want to believe that. And see, you don't y'all don't y'all repeat this. He is smarter than he looks, folks. Listen to me. He's smarter than he looks. You know exactly what you were doing. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now. So I said, yeah. I need to talk to you, boy. <laughs> yeah. Great grandma said I got some scruples. I, yeah, I had to be honest, and I had I didn't want and I didn't want to be honest. I didn't want to confess it in front of everybody, but I had to because of the atmosphere. I had to because of the people that I've attached myself to, which is ATS and our group, and that's exactly what happened. And I said, wait a minute, Joan, you're going from level to level. You're going from one spot to another. 
but because what's being spoken is true. What's being spoken is reality. And when you say things, I said, that's what I did. I did exactly what he said. I didn't even know what I was doing, but I, but I was doing it. And I said, wow. So I know I'm at the right place. I know I'm with the right people. And I don't need to get with somebody else to verify whether or not I'm with the right organization, I'm with the right people. That I know. Hello. I know. <laughs> That's it. That is it. That is it. Jim? We got Jim and then Gladys. Okay, Gladys and Jim. Oh, oh, that, oh, right here. oh okay. Nice to you. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's let the lady go first. Yes, please. Yes. Oh, no. I, oh, no, I was just saying you need to get Jerome to do an ad for, for you. Like, he, he's just a natural with that. <laughs> yeah, Jerome go fool around, make me hire him. <laughs> Buddy, that's it. I show right. Jim, go ahead. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, I was sitting there looking at Jerome. I said, Jerome needs to get hard. go ahead and do a testimonial right now. Just go ahead and record it. But I want to tell you, if you hit it on the head, you're prophetic because I just walked off from a situation where uh, where it was the serpent. It was giving me value. And, and uh, Brian is my witness. Um, because one thing I can't say about the ATF family, they build you up in places where you didn't know that you need to be built up. And the great thing is, yeah, if walk away from a situation that's not serving you. Because it makes no sense for you to sit there and slave all your life and then die poor in spirit. Even though you got money, you're still poor in spirit. So you give nothing to your kids. And so I had a, well, it looked like a golden opportunity. was sitting there taking away my time. I wasn't happy and I wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't serving me. And it, it wasn't my main job, but it was something that was going to help propel me and my business. But because I have solace and I have security and the fact that I don't need to be talked to in a way that's beneath me, I work for people who are better than these people. I don't care what kind of networks they are, network, network that they have. The people who I'm around is my family. I don't need to be talked to or spoken about. I don't care how much money they throw at me. And, and I couldn't, I, I wouldn't be in that situation had it not been for this entire year I've been with ATS. It's been a year. And I'm telling you, Brian will tell you, uh, if you get a chance, go talk to Brian and talk to him about what we talked about today because I don't want to talk about it over this thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell him what I told you. <laughs> oh, this boy, yeah, yeah, what I told you. This boy that made up a whole series off of one quote. He said, you need to find Waldo in your, uh, uh, what is it called? You need to find Waldo in the confusion. Something like that, right? Find uh, your happiness. Find Waldo, Waldo in the confusion. Oh. That's the next let's talk to the topic. Find your happiness in the midst of chaos. That's, That's right. It. That's right. But yeah, I would have never had the self-confidence had it not been for one, my favorite series, that low self-esteem and retraining your subconscious. That's good, man. That's good, man. Proud of you, Jim. I didn't realize it's been a year. We can clap for Jim. It's, it's hard to make a year with me. Let me tell you. My standards hey, are I, I, I have my moments. 
yeah, it's a pleasure. That's good, man. That is good. That is good. That is good. Emma D, good to see you. Appreciate you. Good night. We'll be done in 10 minutes, but good night. Thank you very much. Emma D is all the way from Canada. One of the greatest motivational speakers in Canada, so we love you. And I've been watching the last three episodes of your TV show. Good job. Would you like to tell us about it before you go? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, it's just 21 Days of Authenticity. But I actually wanted to say something more important, which was when you said that, my auto-suggestion just rejected that. I was like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that I, there's, there's, you, you put a, many examples in, in it and I can clearly see, okay, what I'm dealing with because I'm, now I can, like when you said that, I felt it and I, I, I'm able to be aware of what I'm feeling. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Well, I'm grateful for you as well. And thank you for knowing that your auto-suggestion popped up. Very grateful for you. I know you got to get out of here. Tell the kids I said hi. And uh, when I come to Canada, find me some good beer. <laughs> so I can okay. Okay, then. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's see. Jerome, thank you. Jim, thank you. And let's see. Rachelle, did you have something to say? She, yeah, she has been in attendance. I feel like energy. I'm just, come on, come, come on, say something. Come on. Um, I guess I, pretty much, I'm at that point where I'm burning my ships too. Um, I am, <laughs> I've, I've been to the point right now where I am just totally focused on my businesses. I'm totally focused. And anything that gets in, nothing can get in my way right now. I mean, nothing. And so I am, you know, I'm, I'm pushing it full speed ahead with everything that I'm doing. And, and I've, I've been where I've worked and work being, being at a nine to five got in the way because it was, I was getting so busy. And so I had to let that go. And I was like, my business is more important than a nine to five. And my family thought I was crazy. <laughs> and they, they talked about me big time and my friends as well. It was like, you rather, you know, struggle and uh, work on your business than be at a nine to five where you're really not doing anything. And I, come on, you're not doing anything all day. You can pay for that. And I'm like, I'm no value. I'm no value there. So why would I be at a position where I'm no value when I can be at my own job? and or being my own business and actually provide value to people. That's amazing. Well, let's come and talk to her. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. You you in the same energy and frequency as Jerome. So I think in about a year from now we'll be hearing some great stories about you and how you told your boss what's gonna happen and how your boss said, please just take this extra money. Please to fund your dreams. So I speak that all over you. And let's go ahead and give you a $10 million company while we're at it. I feel that. Anybody got a problem with that? Anybody? Okay, okay. Nobody got a problem with you having a $10 million company. So we speak it over you right now. Now all you got to do is believe it, receive it with great emotion, and write a definite plan about it, and it'll happen. That's how it works. That's how it works. Good. Appreciate all of you. Well, let me give you some closing thoughts. I said in the beginning 
the next six minutes, I said in the beginning that your auto suggestion is to six inches between your subconscious and your conscious. Now, I want to drive that home even further so I can give you a full understanding of what all of you need to understand. Your subconscious has been here before you got here. I believe Tempest po posted on our chat that your soul, you said, somebody said your soul is the face you had before you had a face. And I like that. That's pretty powerful. Your subconscious is so smart, so amazing, so divine, and so old. And it is connected with the creative source. It's connected with God. It's connected with Allah. It's connected with Elohim. It is connected to everything that manifests something out of nothing. Your subconscious doesn't need anything to make everything. But your six inches, auto-suggestion, it stops you. So imagine all of you right now. Imagine that you are always God in motion. Imagine it. It's not hard because your scriptures say it. If you're not religious, your subconscious says it. If you're not into that, philosophy says it. If you're not into science, entanglement says it. Quantum physics, superposition says it. It doesn't matter. It's all one thing, all the same thing. And you separate the source you, the creative you, the God you, is constantly separated by your auto-suggestion. And some of you, are living limited you because you won't allow your auto suggestion to tap into unlimited you think about it conscious auto suggestion everything you've ever wanted in your life and until you train your auto suggestion you can't get rid of it but convince your auto suggestion that you're already connected to the god you and ask yourself does God struggle? Is God poor? Does God get frustrated because his dreams are not working or her dreams are not working? Or his dreams are not working? Does it? Really? Are you so amazing that he's so powerful, he source is so powerful, but you're not? Is that really how life works? Does life really work to the point where everyone can manifest what they want except for you? And I don't think so. I think your auto-suggestion is so powerful that it is strong enough to separate you from the great creator that you are. So I challenge you for the rest of this week until we meet again. I want you to tell your auto-suggestion, if you ain't telling me I'm God, thank you very much. You can go away. Now, if that's offensive to you, I'll give you something that's non-offensive. If you're not telling me I'm not unlimited, thank you very much. You can go away. Either way is fine. However you choose to believe, 
Take the one that is palatable for you, the one that you can wrap your head around with emotions without guilt, and know that you have no limits. None. I had a revelation this week. I said another class, I'll say it to you because many of you are not in that class. I used to think that I was a guy experiencing this universe. And then I realized I am the universe experiencing God. I told two people this morning, Brian Johnson and Michael Tate. I said, the problem is you let people like me tell you that waves are not part of the ocean. Think about it for a second. I say, oh, look at those waves. And we say those waves are individuals. But you forget you can't separate the wave from the ocean. The waves are just an individual expression of the great ocean. If you're not drawing a connection, allow me to explain. I am taking you to the wave, to the creative source, to the ocean. And just like the ocean is connected to the wave and you cannot separate it, it's just like you are created and connected to the creative source and it cannot be separated. I cannot pull a wave out of the ocean and the ocean is simply a wave when it wants to be. And a wave is always the ocean at all times. You are simply God. At all times, you're you whenever God wants to experience himself. Thank you for coming out. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. Thank you, everyone. pandemic began i had the biggest problem in the world not making money the pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire i came really close so the pandemic was a blessing it was hiring people and get this everybody i had 48 job positions open during the pandemic 22 dollars an hour with paid training and I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is 
probably the greatest job finder that's out there. And that's why you need Zip Recruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that Zip Recruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that Zip Recruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.